0: hello everyone and welcome once again to if we can just say i am your host Stephen ogle and with me always is my w- wife and co-host jessica carter Ogle.
1: hello always it's basically like stuck on you with matt damon and greg kinnear essentially
0: yes <laughs> she is always stuck stuck on me and then sopha stuck on her glued to her hip yes it's crazy
1: we had we have gorgeous weather right now it's like summertime weather it's like almost 70 out so next week you know it'll be 30 so <laughs> Soph and I are taking advantage and I got home from work super stressful day I'm like I was just sitting zoned on at my desk like I don't even know how to move forward with this but whatever and I couldn't wait to get home I got on my treadmill and then her and I took a very long stroll so she is completely like tuckered out next to me normally we give her like a Kong with frozen applesauce or like a bully stick or something, but I didn't give her anything because I think she's just going to pass out.
0: Yeah, which would be great. I hear her chomping on something. She's got a bone over there or something? She's
1: literally laying still, so I don't know what you're hearing. I don't know what I'm hearing then. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? We have a very dog neighborhood. I think every other house has a dog.
0: I have said before that if uh, you're trying to get away from somebody and you're jumping fences in our neighborhood, you are making a mistake.
1: Yeah, it's going to be like in those cartoons where the dog takes right at about a bite out of the middle, if you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, like it's, I mean, we got got a lot of different breeds of dog. The only dog I've not seen a breed of in our neighborhood, kind of makes me sad a little bit, is a German Shepherd.
1: Oh, I just saw one today. Did you? Yeah. Nice. It was uh, barking itself. That's cool. So she doesn't usually bark at them on the walk. She just like low grumbles and tries to choke herself out with the leash. But they all like bark at her and there's a new dog that moved in. And I know we've talked about it, but it's like a trigger dog. It has an annoying bark and it'll bark and then you'll hear everyone else start barking. The corgis <laughs> will start. The bird dog will start. And I, the Golden Ridge, everybody is just yipping. them, And I'm like, so's choking herself out. I'm trying to walk. her. dogs are barking. And I'm like, what is happening?
0: And that's the same thing when she's inside is when, when you, she hears the other dog start barking down the neighborhood, she comes running, huffing yeah. and puffing and gets over to the window like, all right, what am I supposed to be barking at? Yeah. It's like, they, I, ha- it's like they have this language that they tell each other, hey, start barking. Somebody's, I, somebody's not supposed to be here.
1: <laughs> I opened the window now, so I hope, like last year we ended up getting dogs level screen on half of our window because of a soap sized hole head hole that happened once. Yeah. And now that we moved our furniture, she's on the other side, so we had to get the dog screen on the other side. So hopefully that holds up cuz I love fresh air. Steven could stay in this house 80 degrees outside, tight as a drum up in here, no window open, wearing a hoodie, and I come home from work and just want to strangle him because it's like humid in here. I'm like I can't breathe. It's stuffy and he's like I didn't even notice. Nope. just been sitting here having a great time playing video games or whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and when I work from the basement, the basement's about eh, roughly 8 to 10 degrees cooler yeah. than the rest of the house. Yeah. So I pretty much wear a hoodie year-round working in the basement. Year-round. Uh, year-round.
1: <laughs> year-round has become one word. <laughs> year-round.
0: And i uh, been listening to a lot of country music. And uh, oh, <laughs> uh, and uh, and then I got a heater, a space heater, which I need a better space heater because I don't like the one I got. But I need a better space heater that'll disperse it further around the room so that it's not just in my area. Um, We've bought
1: multiple ones and returned them. Yeah, because I just don't like what it does. Him talking about listening to country music. If you got whoever knows Steven, like he very very select few of country artists I've turned him on to. All of a sudden, he has been listening (laughs) to more like country, country, new pop hit country, like.
0: Some of it, yeah. Some
1: of it, I'm like, I and I like it, don't get me wrong. It's stuff I like, but I'm like, what is coming up from the basement? Like, who are you? This is not like Brad Paisley. This is not Junior Brown.
0: So I'm going to sidebar us for a second, and I'm going to recommend for everybody to go listen to Luke Bell. Luke Bell is an artist, yeah, he, he passed away a couple of years ago, um, but he is old school country, he only had, uh, there's only one album that's on uh, Apple, but if you look around on the web you can find he had two other albums, um, but uh, the album is just titled Luke Bell. Uh, but it is old school, like Conway Twitty oh my gosh. style w- stuff. It's so great. W- and he's uh, he was only 31 when he died. So it's like he's it, it's like he grew up on all this stuff and that's what he played. And man, it sounds great.
1: Have we talked about him sounding like Conway Twitty before? Because I was no. literally just about to say, I feel like him and Conway Twitty could have been on the grand old Opry stage together. Like that's yep. funny that we both picked him. Yeah. yeah.
0: And he's got that look too. Yes. Like he's got the old Hank Williams Sr. Yeah. style look where he's wearing the cowboy boots the jeans and the and the hat the tall hat just like man he sounds so good but um unfortunately he passed away a couple years ago um and i'm like man this this guy had so much potential but it's a good album but that's one of the one of the things i've been listening to a lot lately i really like it so
1: and that's not what i'm talking about
0: no i'm listening to dirks bentley because we're going to a dirks bentley show so i'm gonna be listening i gotta i gotta know what i'm getting into you're
1: also listening to a guy that opened for florida georgia line (laughs) Which is mind blowing to me because Florida Georgia Line is everything you hate about music, and you're listening to Morgan
0: Wallen. <laughs> some some of the stuff who
1: sounds like he's using a what uh sound uh what do you say? Uh,
0: it's it, it's uh
1: you say you hate Kane Brown because he uses what is it?
0: Well, he uses um, auto tune, auto tune. Which Morgan Wallen doesn't use auto tune, but Morgan Wallen uses uh, not real drums, so use synth drums or whatever. Um, electronic drums, and, and on a lot of his stuff. Funny, so, y'all, not a, all of it is good, but there are some tracks where I'm like, man, this is a good track. I like it. Because
1: Steven is a music snob, nose up in the air.
0: Yeah, but I'm always looking for like that, like why do, the thing is like I, I work with somebody that's like, oh my gosh, you got to listen to Morgan Wallen. And he hates Kane Brown with a passion. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me to listen to this Morgan Wallen fellow. So I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm blown away. I'm like, I don't know how in the world this guy listens to this because it's it's got so much electronic drums and stuff in it that it it just blows my mind because it's everything this guy hates. But I like some of it because I like pop music. I mean, I grew up on pop and Motown and stuff like that. So I like stuff that has a pop feel to it. I'm not against it at all. It's just weird when it's in country. Uh, But I like some of the stuff. I've
1: sent you a couple of Morgan Wallen songs before to know nothing Crickets. (laughs) Crickets. <laughs> now all of a sudden, guy from work tells you, and you're down nah. here boot scooting, boogieing it.
0: No, see that's Brooks and Dunn. Don't I, Don't, I know that. don't do expression. that. So, folks, I got a
1: well-known expression.
0: This happens all the time, folks, where I have to educate her on the fact that she doesn't know it, but she just offended Brooks and Dunn by comparing them to Morgan Wallen, which is like comparing like soccer to football.
1: I saw Brooks and Dunn open for Kenny Chesney, so if anyone's insulting Brooks and Dunn, it's Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> thank you and good day
0: that's somebody i will not listen to is kenny chesney man that's man that's worst. some awful stuff
1: he was the worst performance i think i've ever seen in my life Ooh,
0: boy that's rough anywho but that was a sidebar uh what do we celebrate this weekend an odd uh a thing we celebrate that people um, don't normally celebrate
1: we are big proponents of celebrating the anniversary of our second date <laughs>
0: Because it happened on Good Friday.
1: It did happen on Good Friday. We did, if you guys recall, go back to, I believe, our first episode. We talked about that. Yep. Um, our second date was sushi. And then we went to uh, the Starbucks in Barnes & Noble because I was in school. And I got out of work early on Good Friday. Steven gets it off. I got out at about two. I met him near my house, uh, now that I think about it. You drove all the way out here. Yep. Um, for sushi. And then... Oh, I didn't live here. I lived in Dearborn Heights with my parents. Yep. <laughs> I was thinking I lived in Florida.
0: Folks, listen to episode one oh to get the gosh. real story because Jess doesn't remember it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm coming
1: off a lot of cardio and uh, no dinner yet. So yeah. I'm a little, feeling mm-hmm. a little loopy. Um, yeah. So I was doing schoolwork. I still had homework to do. So we did the sushi and then... You know, he just didn't want the night to end and who could blame him? So I said we could get a coffee and we went over to Barnes and Noble Starbucks and sat down and got coffee. So we like to recreate that on Good Friday as like our little thing. Some people, you know, everyone's got something different they celebrate. Like, let us know what you guys celebrate that's not the same. Like, a lot of people celebrate their first date, their first kiss, their first whatever. But like, what do you guys have an off the wall anniversary that you celebrate? Let us know.
0: And uh, thanks for listening to all the old episodes. And notice that this week um, that we were getting a lot of play on some older episodes that we recommended. Nice. So that was pretty cool. Um, so this week, once again, going to recommend to listen to our first episode again to yeah. hear the full story on what our actual second date was and what all that entailed and the goofy awkwardness that was Steven. us back. Oh, then. us. Yeah.
1: That was our second date. So I was killing it. I was super good at. I'm super good at like date one, date two, date three. Then if it's like, oh, four dates, the same person, like, oh, what's going on? Do I like him? I don't want to. <laughs> so listen to the early episodes to learn all about me.
0: Yeah, learn about how weird she is.
1: Yeah. Woo. Yeah. What else do we have going on this week? I had to touch up our door, our door I painted last year because Stephen uh, helped the guy carry the couch out when we sold it, and it kind of scratched up the door yeah. along with the stupid magnet thing. So I did some paint touch-ups around the house. We, when we moved in here, we painted a bunch of stuff. So we have all that leftover paint. We found leftover paint that matches the kitchen, but there's like an upstairs hallway and like, um, side of the stairs. It's kind of like a putty color. That is the one paint I cannot find here. And (laughs) we had to move a smoke detector and we like patched the hole and sanded. And I had assumed we had the paint, but we don't. So every time I walked we down the stairs... didn't patch a hole or
0: sand. I just hung it on the same nail that we had then previously. Then
1: why is there a mark? Was that always there?
0: Because it doesn't... Ma- does the one we got doesn't match what the old one was, There's and it's huge, not as big. white... Yeah. Oh, I my just gosh. hung it off the same nail, but it doesn't I'm hang like, the same I'm way. I'm going
1: to have to buy some paint and just test my luck, because that thing is driving me crazy. <laughs> but anyway, I fixed yeah. her door. I had to paint some other stuff. And he was at an appointment... And I, like, got home from work, and I ran on the treadmill, and I was just capitzing around the house. I organized our hall closet. I painted our door. I painted the wall, and Soph's just following me around, and I was just buzzing with energy. Yeah. It was nice. I like days like that. I get a lot done when, like, I'm by myself.
0: Yeah, and Soph likes that because she likes to follow you around all over the house. Like, hey, what are you getting into? Yeah. Can I get into it, too? Can I smell it?
1: I feel like the last couple (laughs) weeks, we've gotten a lot of independent things done, like, A lot of like each doing our own thing in the house. And it's been good because it's like that spring. I'm feeling like that spring cleaning that I want to organize. I want to do stuff. I want to, told Steven, we're supposed to have 80 degrees this Saturday. I know it's going to be cold again next week, but we've got so much going on this month. And in May, I'm like, we should take advantage of this and get our yard furniture out and just enjoy. Have a a fire.
0: all All our patio stuff. So yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully Saturday's weather stays it's supposed to be stays nice like it like it says, and uh, we actually get to do that. That'll yeah. be cool. Have well, our that's first next fire Saturday. of the year because I I I have this app called Time Hop on my phone. Many people may know what that is, but I've been seeing already several days this month of like, oh, this is when we had our first fire last year. This is when we had our first fire the year before. I'm like, ah, um, this is annoying.
1: Our, we need our first fire now. Yeah. We've got some patio stuff we want to do, all that stuff. You'll hear us say that like every spring. But anyway, so that's next Saturday. But what about last Saturday?
0: Well, last Saturday, I went and started, um, I guess you could call it still part of phase one of my left forearm getting tattooed. Um, We mapped out everything. And by mapped out, I mean he did all the lines. Um, No, none none of the shading, but he did um, all the lines for all the pieces and they're on me the pieces are just the black lines so I have no color um it looks a little ragtaggy right now which I'm totally fine with because I'm going back in June and gonna get my entire forearm colored all in one shot which will take you know it'll take him probably four or five hours to do which will be cool but um yeah I'm looking forward to it because it's at least one one two three four five six pieces
1: it's interesting because you've got a lot going on on your arms, but your your upper arms are pretty much done, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, above the elbow, and it's done. all very cohesive. Yep. it all it's all different things, but there's a lot of background shading and colors and whatnots that makes it look like one piece. Yep. And his forearm looks so weird because it's just it looks just like rando tattoo placement, rando outlines, and yep. As much as I'm not like a big tattoo person, like I also can't wait till you get it done because <laughs> yeah. at least it'll look cohesive and it'll look like the actual piece. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, this just doesn't even look like my husband. This just looks like yeah. some rando dude's arm.
0: But I got I got some Doctor Strange in there, some X Men, some Captain America, some Spider Man. We got a um, bit of Gambit. pictures.
1: We have a few pictures to show of it since there's so many different yeah things.
0: Yeah, and it's I, I'm I'm excited about it. It's gonna look. It's going to look awesome when he's done. Because at one point my arm had a bunch of – because he has uh, Sharpies – and mm-hmm. he, he'll draw my arm with a Sharpie and then like he'll go and uh, sometimes he's tattooing that part. That's just what the way he he freehands draw stuff, especially all the lightning that's on my arm. Will he
1: tattoo over the yeah. marker? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: So like any, uh, if you guys go back and look at any of our photos with my tattoos or go to my Facebook profile or Instagram and see my tattoos, any of the lightning that's done on either arm was freehanded. Okay. Like he just drew it with a Sharpie on my arm and then filled it in by with ink over the top of that. And um, so at one point he's showing one of the other tattoo artists and I'm like, yep, JR turned into a 12 year old or a five year old and started doodling on my arm. Cause it just was covered in Sharpie yeah. marks showing where everything's going to be. Cause he, you know, visually wanted to map it out. Um, but I'm pretty excited. Cause that means in June when I get to, when I go, this, this will be done and nice. that will be sweet. Cause it's, it's, it's going to look awesome. I'm pretty, pretty excited about it um and i like then, the
1: playing card
0: yeah yeah the playing card's pretty cool i really like the x-men symbol and the eye of Agamotto uh for dr strange uh those two man the detail all, the just eye from of the
1: Agamotto looks just like the actual yeah like image from marvel like it yeah literally looks exactly like that just no color yet
0: yeah it's it's pretty sweet looking so I'm I'm pretty excited about it but like some of this stuff had lines that are real close together tiny lines and he's like it's it he's like honestly he's like I could put in the shading for it but your your skin swells automatically when you get ink he's like and so with all these tiny lines and all these tiny spots it's better if you come back you know in 2 months when everything's healed up and I can just start there on those shading parts because those lines will the lines when they swell up, you have less space to put ink in into those little spots because your your skin is swollen.
1: Oh, that is two months I wasn't thinking that. Well, yeah. and you had originally gone in with a whole different idea.
0: Yeah, and that kind of I kind of went by the wayside because it we, just wouldn't work. Yeah, you know, but and that's, I, and that's what I like about Jr. He's not somebody that's just going to put it on me anyways. He's going to look at me and go, "All right, so here's why this won't work." Okay, but cool. I
1: like that you still like it. Like I feel like. Tattoo, I mean, it's permanent. It's a big deal. Yeah, you can get it removed. That's like a whole thing, and your skin's never the same. But like you went in with an idea, and then he was like, okay, we can't do this. And then you were like, I'm super excited about what we are going to do. So, And you're somebody that's like neurotic planner of all of this stuff. So I was glad that you were actually excited about it and not just kind of like bummed.
0: Yeah. And And I'm
1: hoping that some of the representation that you were planning in the other tattoo is able to yeah work into the new
0: yeah that's that's still gonna work <laughs> into the new um and the thing is is that you know i i had planned one two three i'm counting them on my arm here um i had planned three of them a fourth one was kind of is kind of spread out it's not one piece it's several pieces in different places and i had planned that too so when the one tattoo that i was going for failed or, or didn't yeah. or fell through, didn't wasn't gonna work out. I was like, well, can we do, well, this was gonna be the next one. Can we do this? And he was like, oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah. He's like, but wait, that's in that spot. What about what's going up next to it so that I can get what's gonna go in, into that? Yeah. And I was like, well, it's gonna be this. And he's like, okay, well, let's do that and this. <laughs> so we Basically, did those two. I feel
1: like it's a brainstorming session when you guys are there.
0: Yeah, cause we did those two. And then he's like, all right, so what else is gonna go on your arm? Yeah. And I was like, well, I've got these three things. And he's like, okay, cool. He's like, well, we got a, a spot we could do something like this. And I was like, I know exactly what to do. And I'm not saying some of these things because I, 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 when it's done is when I want people to see it and know what it is. Well,
1: you have pictures you want to show.
0: Yeah, but we're not showing all the pictures. Oh. I've only shown a couple. I only sent you a couple of photos. Oh, okay. Well, whatever yeah. you sent me. Yeah, because yeah. a couple of them I don't. I, I don't want it to be out there yet because right now it doesn't look anything like what it's supposed to look. Whereas the others, you can you can tell what they are. Some of them, you can't tell what they are yet until they get full color in.
1: You um were gone for most of the day. I went into downtown Plymouth and had lunch with my friend Ian and her son. I yeah. have not seen her since October. It's amazing how time flies because my parents were like, when have you seen her last? And I was like, well, we had a fire when she was here, and we haven't had a fire yet this year. So I guess before winter, and I looked in my trusty calendar, and it was the first weekend of October. So that was nice to see her. She came in um, for Easter, Easter weekend, to see her yep. family. So that was nice. And then I came home, and you all know who I'm hooked on 9 one Well, sad to say, I caught up. <laughs> I am. I am all caught up on the six seasons of 911. In fact, the next episode airs, I believe, tomorrow. Oh boy! So oh. I was in a pinch for a new show, and it's funny because Stephen and I had had a whole conversation where he was trying to help me find a show. And I totally forgot about all of the recommendations him and I came up with, and I just navigated over to nine one one Lone Star oh, boy. to see how those Texans do it. So I'm in season two. Season one only had like eight episodes, so I'm now in season two. I'm finally getting a little crossover with my LA peeps, Station one eighteen. Oh, so yeah, we're uh, I believe it's one twenty six out of Texas, out of Austin. So watching that, Rob Lowe was on it. Um, I think that's really the only. Uh, Liv Tyler was in the first season. Um, And then she lives in UK and season two was after the pandemic and she wasn't able to get back. So she's no longer on the show, but. But it's so far so good. The first couple episodes, I was like, I don't know. And my mom was like, it's good. Just keep watching it. And she's right. Sometimes I feel like the pilot episodes of shows are so in your face with like everything across the board. Like every pilot of every show, I think sometimes throws so much at you that you're like, oh my gosh. But then once they settle into like their groove after the first few episodes, you're like, this is this is good. I like it. So I'm liking it.
0: Part of that's because they're throwing it to the network. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, for sure.
0: They're saying we have all these storylines and all these options. Yeah. Here's what we got. And a lot of times with a pilot, they end up cutting a pilot. A pilot will be 56 minutes and they still got to cut, you know, like nine or 10 minutes out of it for it to make, to make the air. So like, cause I, I can remember there's a show uh, called Heroes. The pilot for Heroes was 58 minutes, but then they, when they aired it, it was only 42 because they had to cut out a yeah. bunch of stuff. But when you uh, looked at like the DVDs or if you went online and tried to watch it streaming it online somewhere, uh, unfortunately illegally, the only place you could get it was to yeah. find a streaming site that streamed it illegally. You could watch the unaired pilot and see all the extra stuff.
1: Speaking of pilots, I saw recently that Netflix ordered their first sh- their first pilot like they've always gone straight to series, but they oh. they have a show coming out and I can't remember who's in it, but it's just a so far they've just ordered the pilot. Wow. Which is interesting because huh. I don't know. I feel like the way Netflix cancels stuff, I don't know that I'd even want to watch just a pilot. Because I feel like every time I watch a a season of a Netflix show, I assume it's going to be canceled Hmm. and I'm probably not going to get a season two. So the odds of me wanting to watch just a pilot with the assumption that that's probably going to get canceled. I don't know, but I just thought that was interesting. I saw that online.
0: Huh? Yeah. There's only a handful of Netflix shows that I want to watch, but I just wait for them to Announce yeah. if they're going to get another season. Like
1: exactly, me too. So if like this is this. just a pilot, I don't know how. And it's not like it's episodic television. Like Hulu really one of the only apps where, like, I guess what Hulu and Apple they release things weekly. Prime. Yeah. Okay. So then I guess has. Netflix was really the only one that went straight to series, no matter what, and, and had it all yeah. released. Yeah. So, that's why
0: Netflix has always done It's just yeah. release it. They did a, excuse me. They did a couple things where um it was like that david letterman thing was like it was one episode at a time um the uh but you got the cred of david letterman behind that so
1: i feel like that's part of why yeah if it was like podunk jones doing interviews it wouldn't have been
0: like that like chelsea handler had a show at one time that was like weekly like they've done a handful of things like that where they tested the water but it's normally like a talk show type of thing but if you're getting like the sandman they're yeah. dropping 11 episodes, and here's all of it. So.
1: These streaming services are crazy. We have Paramount+, Plus and we've been trying to add Showtime to our account for two days, and it keeps having an error on, yep. we've used a laptop, we've used a phone, because you've got to use a web browser. And it keeps saying there's like an error on like basically the part of the site that is like encrypted and protected when using your, um, financial information. Yep. So what that also means is people who are trying to cancel Paramount Plus or whatever are not able to do that either. So I would be frustrated
0: by that. I'm going to try a private browser when we get off the podcast here. That's, if that's not, the one thing I haven't done is try the private browser to see if like that'll I'm work. Cause when email
1: I, them or something,
0: when we first started doing the podcast, um, One of my first times to try to log into Apple Podcasts, I had to log in on a private browser Hmm. because it didn't recognize me for some reason. It wouldn't let me in. And then after I did that, I've been fine ever since. But,
1: yeah, I don't know. This was like an actual error that came up, though, like that we Googled and found out like what it is. So it must be a Paramount thing. But, yeah, you could try it. I mean, it can't hurt.
0: Yeah, they need to fix it, though.
1: Yeah. So... uh,
0: We missed one thing last week we didn't talk about. Something about the old boy over here. That uh, I have been in Michigan for uh, 22 years as of March 29th, uh, which is crazy to me. Sounds crazy to me. Like, that I've is...
1: Been in... I beat you. I've been in Michigan for 40 years. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you.
0: Wow. Um, no, I mean, uh, I was born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Spent two and a half years there and then moved to Tennessee, and then spent the next 18 years in Tennessee. So, Michigan is will now be the longest place I've ever lived, probably for the rest of my life. I don't see myself moving to another state. I don't uh, know. That would what, be crazy. I, I feel like That'd something
1: big would have to happen for us to move. I certainly am not going south, obviously.
0: Yeah.
1: But I something really big would have to happen, I think, for us to move. I really like our life. I like being close to my parents, and yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I like Michigan. I I, do too. I complain about the cold, um, but I like, I like Michigan. I, I like being here. It's a good, it's a good state to be in. And like, there's we a have, lot a, we have a lot of seasons. Granted, as I said, we get winter for six months out of the year and that's not enjoyable, but we get spring, summer and fall for the most part, even though, yeah. even though spring won't last that long. It'll go right to summer pretty quick for us here. It'll feel feel like it's cold, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's summer. We won't even be doing fires anymore because it'll be too hot. So, it, that is what it is. But I like Michigan. So, but anyways, I've been here for twenty two years, um, which is just insane to me that I've been here for so long. Like I feel like I've lived three or four lives being up here. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, welcome. We're, we're happy to have you. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> glad you made it. Yeah. So, I know your mom's not. But she's just a short 10-hour car ride away.
0: Yeah. We'll be
1: tackling that in a couple weeks. Yep. Tossing our little Sophie girl in the back seat and hitting the open road.
0: Yep. Get her suitcase packed for going to Grandma's house yep, and then we'll exactly. be ready to go.
1: Yep. So,
0: yep. yep. Um, Easter.
1: Yeah, we had Easter yesterday. Um, normally... My family, we talked about this a little bit. My family is usually pretty regimented on (laughs) food and holidays and what we have. And my dad had mentioned wanting to do something different, which was surprising in and of itself. And I've always wanted to do an Easter brunch because it's a Sunday. And one brunch is like a big thing people do for Easter and I've always wanted to do that as well and I love brunch so we went over to my parents yesterday and had brunch and it was really nice we got there about 10:30, we ate around 11 and we had all the ins. it was like my brother said yeah I really thought it was going to feel a lot lighter having like a breakfast but it felt just as full as everything else because we just had a lot of food but that's what it is. That was basically our only meal yesterday. We had a couple of light things after, but yeah. it was nice. I liked doing it early. I feel like we had a really good time. And then we had the rest of the day. Like I had to come home and get some stuff ready for work. And my dad had to get a bunch of stuff ready for work. And I think we all really enjoyed it. I think that'll probably be how we do it moving forward, which is nice. And I was talking to my mom about Mother's Day and I'm, we were going to do a barbecue. And I'm like, if you want to do a brunch, let me know. I'm more than happy to like set something up and i love i mean i love brunch and brunch stuff and i like eating a big meal earlier as opposed to later yeah gives gives it some time to digest give you some time to like can take so for a walk get some activity in and then you can just eat like lighter in the evening and there's not a lot of leftovers from brunch
0: and and that's part of what we've been doing since we've been doing this whole um you know meal prep thing is that our bigger meals are at the beginning yeah. of the day. That's part of that's part of meal prep. It's part of that, uh, you know, gym and workout philosophy is to eat your bigger meals at, at the beginning of the day so that at nighttime when you go to sleep, you're not gi- digesting a ton of food.
1: Granted, you were supposed to eat our last meal around four and have like maybe a snack later, and I am like over here salivating because I have not eaten mine yet and it's already past six. Yeah. so yeah well he's listening well we'll both listen to the podcast but i'll be cooking some food (laughs) i'm hungry But yeah, yeah, it was nice. Easter is nice. I've always liked Easter. It's funny because as a kid, like I was very big into like going on and getting my Easter dress and like having my cute shoes and all that stuff. And then Easter would be like Halloween for a kid because you look all cute. You're ready to like hunt for some eggs. And then like a cold front moves in and every Easter is like freezing and you're like wearing this coat and I can't wear my open toed white sandals. And it was just a real tough time for about a 10 year old Jessica. Let me tell you.
0: Yeah. Oh. All of my memories of Easter are pretty much involved with church, being at a church service.
1: Yeah, we did. So,
0: so I don't I don't really look, for not being a religious person anymore, like for, for me, Easter is like, all right, so what are we doing for food? That's what I care about. I care about and what we're fine. eating and, and who we're hanging out with. That's what I care about. Uh, but as a kid, I can remember a couple times doing Easter egg hunts. Yeah. um that were like you know for the you know the city of paris i had an easter, hu- hu- easter egg hunt at this park oh, cool. or this park you know and, and i'd go and i went to one of them i remember going with my mom and literally it was supposed to be an easter egg hunt but they literally just dumped candy eggs on the side of a hill and then you just like race to get them yeah, and I was like, "What? What is this?"
1: Yeah, there's no- and it
0: wasn't like the good like like Cad- Cadbury eggs. It wasn't any of that. It was those ones that are in a plastic, but like the inside of them's hollow and they're real sugary. Mm. Like they were those uh-huh. things, and I just looked at my mom and I was like, "What is?" Sounds like Palmer brand. Those are always gross. I was like, "What is this?" And like we went somewhere else and did something else. But I know my mom I-
1: made me an Easter basket till I was like twenty.
0: <laughs> I, know, I know my mom liked doing hard-boiled eggs and and us coloring them. We did yes. that a lot. So that's something that I remember about Easter is doing that with my mom, which was cool. And I don't know if she did that with her mom, maybe. I, I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but that's possible that's where that came from. Or maybe it's just because my mom loves hard-boiled eggs, and so do I, that we would color them. But, well,
1: coloring eggs is a classic Easter thing. Yeah. Like That's what everybody does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we did that too. We had like a special tablecloth my grandma would use that my mom still has. And if you recall, do you remember like Easter egg dye that was shaped like a bunny? It was like a square bottom and like it had a bunny top and it was like the dye. Um, We had those when we were kids. So like on the tablecloth are all these like square dyed like spots yeah I mean not every coloring eggs is a common thing not every family did it I'm sure your mom probably did it with her mom it sounds like the type of family where they all colored eggs just like you know my family yeah so my brother and I would always color eggs and um, do all of that so I think that was the one thing I missed was not having hard-boiled eggs and colored eggs at Easter I just kind of realized I think my mom still had them last year so yeah. But it's like when you're making like scrambled eggs, do you want hard-boiled eggs too? And I think <laughs> yes for next
0: year is the answer for that. I mean, even at that, you can still eat them a day or two later. Yeah, hard-boiled and then I'm like,
1: we didn't have deviled eggs either, which is something I always make. So
0: Ugh. I love me a good deviled egg. I know. Oh, oh my boy.
1: gosh, my epic hunger right now is making me...
0: Devil deviled eggs are a bit like sushi. Like I don't I don't really care what's in it, just give it to me. We
1: ate so much sushi on Friday. Oof. It was insane, but it was so
0: good. It was all so good. Oh yes. my gosh. That uh crab salad one was fantastic. We had one that had salmon in it. Oh my gosh fantastic i just Shramp. love how
1: sushi tastes so fresh i think like sushi and like mediterranean food whenever i get them just tastes so fresh like the freshest ingredients yes so i love that but yes that was well i didn't go back to our anniversary on purpose but since i did let's talk about some other anniversaries
0: yeah what segue what so um so we got some good um We got some good anniversaries this week. Not as many. Album anniversaries. Album anniversaries, yeah. So not as many as what we've had in previous weeks uh, for some reason. Um, The middle of April doesn't have a ton of album anniversaries. Um, But, so, uh, and since I don't have as many, um, I'm going to mention a single off of each album just because we don't have that many. Okay. Uh, So uh, first album from 2004, so 19 years ago. Uh, Sugar Cult, Palm Trees and Power Lines, which had the song on it, Memory.
1: I don't, I feel like I know Sugar Cult, but none of that sounds familiar. Um,
0: uh, I mean, they're the band that did, uh, Stuck in America and, uh, Bouncing Off the Walls Again. I'm Bouncing Off the Walls Again. That, that one I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so this is their second, that was their first album, okay. uh, Start Static, but this is, uh, their second album is the one that's, that's having the anniversary, okay. um, Great album, I love Sugar Cult man. That's they're one of those bands I never got to see live from that time that I really wish I could have seen. Um,
1: You're one of those people that like loves all these bands and it's
0: legit. Like you have yeah. their
1: stuff, and I'm like, somebody listened to their full album and not just their radio hits. Oh, That's yeah. weird to me. But you are like deep dive guy. You're oh, gonna yeah. listen to everything.
0: Absolutely. Like yeah. I mentioned, Dirks Bentley earlier, yeah. I'm deep diving on all of it. Yeah. he's got like he's got like 150 songs. Like yeah, I'm, some I'm... of them
1: are real trash. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: yeah <laughs> hey you wanted to go see well him.
1: i know i had to make sure i liked the new <laughs> album to counteract things like 5150
0: <laughs> Woo. anyway. Um, so uh next up is uh from 2017 john mayer the search for everything mm-hmm. the whole album came out we've mentioned another podcast he released it in, two, in wave one wave two eps and then he released the whole album um this album uh moving on and getting over if you don't listen to anything else, John Mayer, go listen to that song. It is one of the best songs he's ever written. It's great. It was a great single. Um, the other single on there was uh, Love on the Weekend, which was another good song as well. That, that was a was, song we listened to a lot when we yeah, got together. Yeah,
1: Stephen said that that was us because we just hung out on the weekend, so we were just love on the weekend when we first started dating. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Uh, next up in the list is uh, a band called Thrice from 2008. They released the Alchemy Index, parts three and four. Uh, so parts three and four, whereas uh, volume three was uh, air and volume four was earth. So volumes one and two were fire and water. They released this whole uh, six songs for each album. Um, and uh, each, each song has to do with whatever the element is for that album. So uh, air... And Earth being volumes three and four, cool. and uh, I got to tell you, "Come All You Weary" might be one of the best thrice songs I've ever heard in my life. Um, I, I would highly we're recommend them this summer. Yeah, I would highly recommend going and looking up the song "Come All You Weary." Such a great song. Um, What's next? Rage Against the Machine. What? Evil Empire, their second album. So this is Bulls on Parade, everybody.
1: Oh, my God. I love Rage. So as you all know, we had tickets for Rage. That concert got canceled because Zach broke his foot or his Achilles. He tore his Achilles. Yeah. And so Tom Morello did an interview with Rolling Stone not too long ago. And the what?
0: You just scratched your nose. Are you trying to tell me something? No,
1: I had an itch. (laughs) (laughs) Way to ruin stuff, you bozo. Go for it. Um. So Tom Morello did an interview with Rolling Stone just talking about, you know, what he's doing now and, you know, what's going on with the band because he's doing some touring on his own with his band and stuff. And this Rolling Stone interviewer was straight up annoying. He, like, kept (laughs) asking every which way from Sunday if they were going to go on tour again. And Tom Morello's like, you know as much as I do. Like, he's healing. We don't know. We haven't talked about it. I mean, you got to think about this. You think every conversation Rage has is just like, what are we doing next? Are we going to have a, are we going to, like, they're all friends. They're all people. They're family. They are just living in the situation. Like, I swear there was about six different questions trying to get him to answer when or if they're going to tour again. And Tom Morello's like, I see what you're doing. You know, I give you credit for it. I know it's your job, but, you know, I've this is all I've got for you. And the guy's like, yeah, I know that I'm really doing this but three more times the question was asked i was like tom morello like was really like kind and gracious and gave a good interview
0: yeah. i would have been
1: like screw you man like d- do you want like what do you want here yeah like, i'm not i can't give you what you want because i don't have it yeah it, it's like torturing someone for information they don't have they they're never going to give it up
0: yeah and he's literally at one point he's like look dude he's like we don't yeah. we don't work like other bands do we and we do we. There's a
1: very good chance they don't ever tour again. Yeah, and that's sucks, but it's possible. And I mean, and if they do tour again, you better believe it. I'm gonna be
0: there. Yeah. So, uh, Evil Empire has uh, Bulls on Parade. Man, there's so many good songs on this album. But I would tell everybody to go listen to to at least the song Tire Me. Tire Me has a, a spot in the middle of the song that's just drums and Zach De La Rocha doing his vocals and it is probably one of the coolest things i ever heard them do it's a good like three bars of just him and drums and man it's just it's so cool so cool um and then uh my final album is a little ditty that came out in uh 1973 um by a little known band that people may or may not know um called the eagles Mm. desperado 50 years old are you sure i'm positive positive. Okay. 1973 desperado uh
1: um, i love the eagles i'm so man. bummed i didn't go see them when they were all at their last tour that everybody was there
0: like i i grew up with my mom listening to the eagles that's one of her favorite bands of all my time mom too so yep. like i grew up on the eagles um but man, it's just, it's crazy to me that that's 50 years old. That tells me that, like, wow, I'm close to 50. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just one Closer of those than me. But it's, you know, it's one of those things that's 50 yeah. years old. Um, and, and it uh,
1: still is great. Like, that's timeless music.
0: Absolutely. It's still good stuff. Like, I, I could listen to the Eagles' whole library right now and wouldn't get bored at all. There's a whole put Seinfeld
1: episode about the Desperado song. We haven't gotten there yet, but.
0: Oh. You'll enjoy that. Um, but yeah. So uh, so yeah, so we spanned the gamut from uh, 73 to 96 to 2008, 2004, 2017. A lot of, lot of good stuff yep. going on in those years um, in the month of April. So uh, give those a listen. Obviously, um, 50 years on the Eagles, man. Crazy. Wow.
1: Well, continuing in that vein of entertainment, we've got a little grab bag of entertainment for you.
0: We got a few things, yeah. A
1: couple episodes ago, we touched on Shazam after we saw it, and we were going to pick it back up in the next episode, but we got busy on other things, and so we'll pick it up for a minute on this episode. I'm assuming anyone who has wanted to see it, which I can't imagine are that many people, has seen it already. <laughs> um,
0: it, wasn't a, it wasn't a bad movie. Spoiler it alert. Just... We're going to spoil it a little bit here. It It wasn't a bad movie to me. Um, it felt... it. It's not as good as the first movie no. because the movie the first movie did things that no other superhero movie has done. Like for example, the villain and the the hero are floating in the middle of the city and they're probably 200 yards from each other and the villain is talking to Shazam and Shazam's like I don't know why he thinks I can hear him right now. I can't hear him. And it was like it was a it was yeah, a it was joke. Funny. It was a joke on what other movies do when the villain's trying to talk or whatever, and it's like, oh yeah, we assume yeah. they can hear him. But like there was things like that. This movie didn't have much of that. Well,
1: this movie had a lot of sky talking very far away from each other and they apparently could hear each other now this time. Yeah. So it was weird. I I say for me, it's funny because one thing I can't stand about all these superhero movies is I feel like they all have a thousand sequels and they're all tied into everything. And ironically, Shazam is very standalone. It's not tied into anything. Yep. Everything that happens, it could be its own thing, like it's but it still just didn't bring it home for me. And so the kit the Billy, Shazam, Shazam's real life character is 17 years old in this movie. Yep. And Zachary Levi is playing the adult version of him as though Billy is 12 years old.
0: It's so weird. He's
1: such a child. I feel like he's more childlike in this one than he was in the other one. And when you see Billy's behave Billy's personality when he's actually Billy as high school student Billy, it doesn't match whatsoever with the way Zachary Levi portrays him. Zachary Levi portrays him kind of like a 10-year-old kid actually, and it's so annoying. It's so annoying.
0: So uh, for those of you that may not know, if you don't understand Shazam, Billy Badson uh, gets the power of the gods. And when he says the word Shazam, he turns into this superhero who's pretty much invincible. Yeah. Um, in the first movie, like, yeah, he was like 15 years old. And so when he turns into this superhero, he's still like an adolescent, like doesn't really know yeah. what to do with himself. Not to mention he first he's first got these powers. So like mm-hmm. he's like a kid. In a candy store, was literally well at one point, like he comes out of this Seven Eleven with all this candy because he helped stop a robbery, and the guy gave him a bunch of candy. So he's like a kid in a candy store, but like in the second movie, it's like it's like she said he dig- he regressed, yeah, like he went from being like a a fifteen year old being a fifteen year old with superhero powers to being a seventeen year old that turns into an eight year old,
1: yeah. And I'm like, this is just so weird to me. Like, you've had these powers already from for a couple years too. Like, you shouldn't be. And no, nobody else is like that. So at the end of the first Shazam, all of his step siblings, like foster siblings, also get powers, and they're all different Shazams or whatever. Yeah. And none of them are so dramatically like childlike as he is. Even the ten year old girl is not as childlike yeah, as she's, he is.
0: She's more mature than he is. And
1: it's interesting because. Um, I'm assuming they're not going to make any more Shazams. One, because his oldest foster sister turned 18, and so now she plays the adult version of herself. There's no no other character swap, whereas all the other foster kids have somebody else playing them when they're in Shazam character. This girl turned 18, and nobody plays her like they did in the first movie. So it stands to reason, with Billy being about to turn 18 in the movie that Zachary Levi would never be needed again, and so I feel like they could never make another movie.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: you know what I mean? Like, they could never cross it over with anything. They could never make another movie because it wouldn't be Zachary Levi with, after his performance in this one, I wouldn't be unhappy if it wasn't him, but still.
0: Yeah, I just don't know why they went that way in the logic for the yeah. for the movie. It just it, and they didn't explain that. That's nope. like Jess is literally pulling that pulling that out of a hat somewhere. Of like maybe that's what that meant. Like they don't explain it at all. So it's like that's the best explanation we could come yeah. up with. Because in the um, first
1: movie, that girl is a couple years younger than she's sixteen, and she's played by somebody else. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, we I mean, I didn't hate it. It wasn't the worst one, but it, you could take it or leave it.
0: I mean, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren's always great. Yeah. She's fantastic in everything she does. Um, and she did the best she could with what was given her. Um, uh, Lucy Liu, also. Yeah. Really, really great actress. I like both of them a lot. And they could only do with what lines they were yep, given. For and sure. And I got to be honest, the script... The script wasn't amazing. It didn't like wow me or, or blow me away like the first movie did. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I liked the film. I didn't like it as much as I liked the, the first film. No. It just it didn't it did not hold up as well as the first no. film did. Okay. And and you can look at the box office on it. The box office on it. it definitely didn't hold up as well as the first one did. Yeah. Um, the first one made all its money back almost the first weekend. Yeah. Whereas this one, I don't think it still it still hasn't made the money the back. The first it's one out for a month
1: was also very original. We hadn't seen anything like that in all the superhero stuff that we'd yeah. seen. We hadn't seen anything like Shazam. Yeah. So and it had a lot of cool sincerity and um, genuine stuff with Billy being a kid and this happening, and it was very real and genuine. And I feel like they overdid it in the second movie trying to capture that again. And they completely missed.
0: And, and part of the problem that, that the two Shazam movies have, um, is that the rock made black Adam and these two characters are connected in the comics. They're, they get their power from the same source. Um, and, uh, it's, (laughs) you can't have one without the other in the comics. They're basically like Batman and the Joker in the comics. Um, you know, Black Adam is always the bane of Shazam's existence, and with the way the, those three movies are set up, with the rocks, Black Adam, it's so serious and
1: so like just dark <clears throat> that you can't
0: add, you can't put Shazam in that world because nope. he's a goofy, he's a he's a goofy comedic character. Whereas yeah. in the comics, he's not that goofy. It, like, yeah, he's stumbly and bumbly because he's a kid with powers, but he's not like he's not like he was portrayed in these two think- movies. So crossing those characters over even if James Gunn had not taken over I don't think The Rock would have been okay with crossing over with a character that was goofy when he's trying to do something serious and I think that's also part of the problem with what they were doing is that they were doing making stuff that should cross over that can't
1: I mean first off they could have done a lot of cool growth with the Shazam movie into the second character they could have grew Shazam but they made a kid's movie They made a movie for kids because even when we were in the theater, all the trailers that we saw were kids movies, animated movies and movies for kids. I'm talking like 10 year old kids. Like I was like, oh, wow, I never even saw... what trailers are these these are trailers we've never seen and i was like oh this is a straight up kids movie
0: and the thing that's funny is is that the the theater everybody that was in the theater was laughing yeah it was it was a funny movie it had some goofy stuff it's just for me as someone who watched the first movie and liked it a lot it they didn't build on that i feel like they regressed and and while some of the jokes and stuff were funny and off the wall antics that happened or whatever i thought you know that was cool but like
1: a lot of them ran on too long like run on jokes
0: yeah i felt uh not as bad but i felt similar to thor love and thunder where i was like all right you doubled down on your jokes that you should have let go
1: yeah no good
0: so well we got a um, few
1: minutes left so speaking of i think you want to that's dc i think you got a couple marvel items to say yeah
0: yeah so uh, we got james gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy coming at the in the beginning of May. I am Guardians of Galaxy Volume three.
1: I've never been excited for any of these movies to come out, but I cried in the trailer of this movie, and I can't wait. <laughs>
0: um, I I am excited. I can't wait, but I I know. Man, I know from watching James Gunn's stuff that I feel like he's going to rip our heart out. Yeah, man. gut
1: punch. Gut punch city. I he's, I knew that watching the trailer.
0: He's going to rip our heart out. It, it, and and I'm somebody who's watched all of the Marvel movies all the way through at a minimum two times. Guardians movies probably six or seven times, maybe okay. even more than that. I, I I The Guardians movies are top tier when it comes to Marvel for me. I 100% um, agree with that. But I will say that um, Guardians Guardians One was good because of the uh, because of how different it was. It was a different thing. It changed the way even people do soundtracks because James Gunn decided to pull out this off the wall stuff and put it in with things like Hooked on a Feeling, and then give you a whole bunch of other stuff that you fooled don't mess around and fell in love. Fooled around and fell in love, and some so, people's
1: song maybe I don't
0: know. So, but Guardians Two. He upped the ante on heart mm-hmm. 100%. with hundred percent father and son and sisters stories heavily prevalent, and we um, just
1: watched that again at your mom's so it, that's like fresh, I remember it, and it was good
0: you know he he gives us- uh cat Stevens, you know father and son um for Yondu's funeral and yeah. guardians too like. It's tough to watch those movies and and not feel something for those characters, and I just know what he's about to do in Guardians 3. While it's going to have some funny stuff, he's probably going to rip her heart out. So I'm looking forward to that, but...
1: <clears throat> I feel like Guardians has always had the balance of heart and humor.
0: Yeah. So he was just asked um, in an interview whether or not um, uh, Kang the Conqueror was going to show up in his movie at all, because... You know, it's part of the MCU and Kang is the new big bad that came out of the Ant-Man movie, uh, Quantumania. And James Gunn was basically like, not that I'm aware of, like, I'm over here doing DC stuff. My movie's completed. Like, I don't know what they're doing on post-credit scenes. If they're going to do that, that's fine. He's like, but my movie is complete. Like my story is my time with Marvel. (laughs) Yeah, He's like, my, my story is done. My guardian story is done. That's basically what he answered was that my guardian story is done. So I found that interesting because Marvel could probably still put in a post-credit scene if they want to, because they've done that on other movies where the director of the next movie comes in and does a post-credit scene for that movie.
1: I just want a Gamora, Nebula, Mantis movie and or Marvel series.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Marvel series, um, everything has been delayed except for Secret Evasion.
1: That Samuel L. Jackson, right in June? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's coming in June, and it's literally the only Marvel thing on the docket besides the Marvel's movie and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3.
1: Like the Marvel's movie, like one thing I have no desire to see, but Guardians 3, I will go watch.
0: So, literally, they started this year with so many things being on the docket. Loki season two, backed up. Um Ironheart, which is a, a character that was in uh uh Black Panther Wakanda. She's getting when her own was series. Loki
1: season Back one.
0: Then. Loki season one was during twenty twenty.
1: i like I'm not gonna like they're it's gonna be lost on me and I'm not rewatching it, but it's too big of a gap. That's three years.
0: Yeah. That's, That's too big. The thing is is that they, they like, did get
1: your crap together, Marvel.
0: Like they got a a, a what if season two delayed. Like they just they literally at least
1: that's animated and I don't have to have like follow, you know, yeah. storylines. It's now, anthology.
0: The thing is, the thing about these delays is that prior to these delays, the conversation was as oh my gosh, Marvel has way too many things coming out all at once. Not all at once, but it feels that way because they had twelve things on the docket for this year to come mm-hmm. out. And three four of those being movies and then all the rest were T V shows. And um, now
1: they just halted. Like we didn't say we want nothing. We just want you to
0: like even it out a little bit, like pace it out, some man. Like don't give us something every month, but maybe go. I don't know. Every other
1: month. Probably panicked when James Gunn released all of his stuff and his plan and all his shows, and we're like, oh, we need to figure out how we're going to release our stuff to combat that.
0: But that's the thing. Last year's Comic Con in July um they released their full lineup going through 2025 and me as a fan looked at that and was like this is a lot yeah for them to do this much in three years is insane yeah um and i think they've pumped the brakes for good reason because they need they need to go back to what they're good at which is quality over quantity. Yeah,
1: nobody wants saturation. You can't churn out good quality stuff every time if you're just saturating people with us. It's impossible, so we'll yeah, and, we'll see what happens and, with
0: that. And while they're trying to treat it like they do comic books, I understand that. Connecting things together, that's fine. Or even having things like Moon Knight that's not connected at all, cool, I'm fine with that too. But you can't treat it like comics in that you're releasing 30 comics every month right yeah 30 different different. characters every month like you can't treat it that way well comics
1: also aren't like big budget movies or shows like you you know you can churn out more of that and they're yeah that's part of their appeal
0: yes so it's uh it's interesting um i i know that guardians 3 tickets are already on sale that thing's going to do gangbusters i'm
1: shocked that we don't have tickets yet
0: we don't have tickets yet because I just I don't know what day we're going to be able to go based on what's going on that it's in week and weekend. Already. Yeah, um, but I'm lo- I'm looking for I always look forward to everything Marvel, everything Star Wars, everything DC. I'm a comic books guy, um, but uh, I do I, I I appreciate the fact they have pumped the brakes a little bit and they're going to actually think about what they're going to put out before Agreed. they put it out. Agreed. That would I be like a better that. option, and and also like I don't know. Don't tell me everything. Yeah, maybe surprise me. Maybe let me go to the theater and see the Marvels in July and give me a trailer for something I didn't know was coming. That'd be cool. Yeah, because that'd be it, like they did that to and us. And make with the Spider-Man. trailer
1: about forty seconds tops, please.
0: Yeah, drop the drop. Like, why
1: the, am I watching a two and a half minute trailer where that contains stuff that happens in the second act of a movie?
0: And it's weird to say that because Marvel did the Endgame trailer for a three hour and and. Four minute movie of which the trailer was two and a half minutes long and didn't have anything past the first 15 minutes of the movie
1: well I think people are still panicking because the theaters have not picked up at all like pre-covid and so I think they're really trying to entice you to go see stuff but for me if, if I'm watching almost three minutes of a movie and I'm getting all the hot shots from the first and second act I feel like I'm watching the whole thing
0: yeah and and that the they're also having to combat places like Netflix now yeah e- extraction to Chris Hemsworth Coming to Netflix this summer. It's not going to be in theaters. It'll be on Netflix. Yeah. I'm, cool. They're having to combat that. Yeah. Because I don't know if anybody watched the first Extraction movie, but that movie was great.
1: Oh, that was theater quality Chris Evans. For sure. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth.
0: Yeah. Sorry. All the Chris's. No, Chris Evans was in that other movie, The... Uh, um, Grey Man. Yeah. The Grey Man. And that was also a movie, yeah. theater quality movie that was done Oh, yeah. That was Netflix. him, Ryan yep.
1: Gosling. Like, that was a big... Big name cast, so yeah, yeah,
0: and that was uh, the Russo brothers, yeah. So, like, they're having all the other production companies are having to fight that. Even Hulu's putting out their own movies and TV shows more TV shows, but they're starting to do movies too. So, all these networks are having to think about that. And I, I feel like there's it's a matter of time before Paramount goes, you know what, we're not putting our movie in the theater, we're gonna have more people watch it if we just drop it on the app,
1: yeah could
0: be. And that's going to affect movie theaters across the country and across the world because that's you know, that's what that that's going away, which is unfortunate. I like going to the theater still, but there's a lot of people that are like, oh, "I'll just wait till it's streaming." Yeah. So, um it'll be it, it it'll be interesting to see what happens after Guardians 3 comes out to whether or not Marvel picks up their pace again and feels like they got a jump start cuz Guardians 3 is going to do I guarantee you it will make its money probably before Sunday, the opening weekend.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. So We'll have our money by then.
0: Yeah, that's for sure.
1: Anyway, yeah, good stuff. We'll keep you posted on our Marvel and DC. You know it.
0: Yep. Um, did we have anything else we wanted to hit? Anything you wanted to make fun of me for before we get off?
1: Not yet, but we got a couple minutes of an outro, so anything's possible. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, WordPress, all that jazz. Tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Thanks for going back and listening to old episodes. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. Yep. We look forward to talking at you for a little while yet.
0: Yep. Thanks for listening. Give us a uh, give us a review. Yes, like, share, subscribe. Appreciate it. I believe that's all we can see, say this week. Bye, y'all. Or are you there? I am here. You're there. <laughs> I'm
1: here. You're not, you dork.
0: Cool. How about are you still there?
1: No, I left. Testing. I left.
0: Okay.